Hello and welcome to This is Oro Valley, a podcast where we explore the people and programs that make Oro Valley the vibrant community it is. I'm Town Manager Mary Jacobs, and today we're speaking with Stormwater Utility Division Manager John Spiker. It's a long title. I'll go into that here in a second. We're going to talk to John about, hopefully, our upcoming monsoon season and how to be prepared. John, welcome aboard. Thanks, Mary. I appreciate the opportunity. Great. So I, I like to always start with an opportunity for folks to learn a little bit about you and about who you are and, and what you bring to the table here in Oro Valley. So tell us a little bit about John Spiker. Well, I'm a licensed engineer here in the state of Arizona, been practicing for more than 20 years, uh, been only with the town for about a year and a half, got here just in time for COVID-19 and the Bighorn Fire, Ooh, so yay. trial by fire, so to speak. I spent the previous 18 years with the Pima County Regional Flood Control District. I like to say affectionately, we stole you from Pima County. Uh, and they would affectionately say, no, that is not true. They're just <laughs> offering my services to the town. <laughs> no, we're really um, super happy to to have you on board. And, and really, John, because of your expertise, the time that you spent with the Pima County Flood Control District, because we call it our Stormwater Utility Division, right? But let's face it, it's about the same as the Flood Control District. It's just our own little version of flood control. Uh, very true, Mary. Uh, we do, as a part of our job here at the Stormwater Utility, uh, floodplain management. As I mentioned, flood control is a big aspect of what we do here at the Stormwater Utility. There's other aspects that we do perform here. Uh, compliance with the state uh, environmental quality department, uh, Arizona Department of Water Resources. Those are two agencies at the state level that we're also coordinating with. Right, because basically we want to make sure that when stormwater goes through our washes, which it will, that it is only carrying a certain amount of pollutants, right? I mean, that's a big part of what we do. Correct. Correct. We've got several permits uh, in that vein that we're beholden to. Uh, some at the national level through the EPA, and as we just mentioned, some of the state agencies also that we have to remain in compliance with. And really, it's all it all boils down to water quality, right? Correct. Correct. Though we did touch on flood control, floodplain management is also a critical task that we're performing here at the Stormwater Utility, uh, making sure people's properties and homes are safe from flooding. For our listeners, John, what kind of pollutants are we talking about and how do they get into our stormwater system? Well, here in Oro Valley, we aren't subject to industrial complexes, uh, much like our, our citizens down in Pima County or the city of Tucson. So what we're really talking about, Mary, is parking lot and roadway runoffs, brake dust, oils, uh, those kind of pollutants that might leak out of a vehicle. Uh, sediment is also a, a pretty large pollutant here up in Oro Valley. So we're trying to control those and identify where pollutant sources might originate from and doing the outreach necessary to correct that action. And there are things that people can do. That's why people see things like hay bales and that sort of thing on the side because it helps to control the amount of, of dirt that erodes into the wash and goes downstream and can potentially affect our drinking water. Oh, that's absolutely correct, Mary. Uh, in addition, folks probably have seen out and about street sweepers. That is one large tool that the town has uh, to help out reduce the amount of pollutants making its way into our washes and waterways. 
see 25 years of city management and I can talk a little bit about just about everything, including stormwater. <laughs> well, that's great to hear, Mary, from my perspective. <laughs> so what is it exactly that you found interesting and drew you to our our division manager position here in Oral Valley? Well, Mary, I've been a resident of Oral Valley now for about eight years. Uh, having the opportunity to work down the street from home and my kids' school was a, was a huge bonus to me. Uh, previously, though, at Pima County, I was lucky enough to work with the Parks and Recreation Department here, Community and Economic Development, and the Public Works Department on a few projects. Uh, Big Wash Restoration and the CDO River Park were just a couple that I was fortunate enough to work on prior to joining up with the town. I, so I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, much hotter than Tucson, unfortunately. Uh, moved down to Tucson to come to school and was fortunate enough to land a job uh, pretty quickly with Pima County, uh, which, again, I'd spent about 18 years with. Uh, growing up in Phoenix, you get accustomed to the heat and you get exposed to the monsoon season, uh, which we're hoping to broadcast more of a preparedness message about. So let's talk with our fingers and toes crossed today about monsoon. Boy, I know last year literally bit the dust, and uh, we are definitely hoping for, and I am reading some stories that are saying that it looks like it's going to be a much better monsoon this year. John's over there giving me a face saying, mm, that says maybe not. Tell us yeah. a, about what, what are we predicting here for this year's monsoon, John? Well, Mary, we've been sitting through several coordination meetings with our regional partners at the national level the state level and the local level here, uh, getting forecasts on the upcoming monsoon season and preparedness activities toward that. Uh, currently, the National Weather Service is forecasting an average to below average chance for monsoon rainfall this year, which is really disappointing coming off the worst rainfall recorded in history here in Tucson. So we were hoping for more water, but it appears we're going to be about average uh, which is about four and a half inches of rain through the monsoon season. Hey, at this point, I'll take average. I'll take anything, to be I'll quite frank anything. with you, <laughs> Yeah, my, my plants could really use a little extra drink for sure. Uh, and I think we've all seen that out and about. Even the cactus are looking thirsty and dry. So it's easy for citizens to see it hasn't really rained much in the last 12 months. But it's still incumbent upon us to make sure that our community is prepared for a monsoon because as as we all know here, it may be four and a half inches. We could get two inches of it in one storm. And that's really what we prepare for is that flooding and, uh, you know, the dumping that could come down even on the mountains. Even if we don't get it, we could see that water just come pouring down. And the Bighorn Fire last year really added a nuance to our preparation for this coming year. Why don't you explain that, John? Yeah, Mary, that's really the elephant in the room here. The Bighorn Fire and the increased flooding potential that comes along with that. Uh, wildfires raise the flood risk by leaving the ground charred and burned, essentially locking off the ground from absorbing water. So all that potential runoff will be coming down the mountain toward Catalina and toward the town of Oro Valley. So we've been busy preparing for that to the best extent practicable. Uh, maintenance activities, outreach, surveys on the mountain have all been taken place over the course of the last 12 months in preparation for this year's monsoon season. 
I know firsthand and in fact had friends who were severely affected by flooding after the monument fire down in Cochise County some eight or nine years ago when I was working for the city of Sierra Vista. So I know that this is something that this kind of preparation really is to our benefit because the monsoons during that time happen within a month after the that particular fire. So in some ways, a little bit of a blessing in disguise that we didn't get a lot of rain last year because it's given us a chance to put all the preparation in, a, in effect, to put all the preparation in place so that we don't flood out either residences or commercial businesses. I think we should also give a shout out to ADOT because they were really tremendous last year and now in helping us prepare by cleaning out culverts underneath Oracle Road and just making sure that our washes are going to flow because we can't stop water. No, we cannot. Uh, and although we all want Oracle Road to get repaved, uh, ADOT is responsible for far more than just the pavement, as you mentioned, Mary. Uh, I remember my experiences back at Pima County dealing with the Aspen fire in early 2000s. That gave us some great insights to preparedness and coordination. But again, that was 15 years ago that we saw that happen. Uh, so we've got our regional coordination meetings back up and running. We're using the lessons learned from previous fires and floods that we'd seen. Uh, the Aspen Fire, I believe in 06, caused uh, some pretty devastating flooding on the Rito River in, in Sabino Canyon. So again, we're trying to take those lessons uh, and moving forward to prepare ourselves better. Our Arizona natives who are listening to this podcast, they're very familiar with the kinds of impacts that monsoon can have on residences and on businesses and roadways, that sort of thing. But why don't you talk a little bit about what are those things that we could potentially see in a monsoon that we prepare for? Sure. Again, the monsoon refers to the summer rainy seasons here. Uh, we get a change in wind direction, bringing up some moisture from the Pacific or the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, when that moisture mixes with our hot ground, you get some intense storms, as anybody that's been here will attest to. Uh, strong winds, heavy rains, lightning storms, uh, those can all bring devastating effects along with it. Uh, what are we talking about? Devastating effects, flooding, erosion, down trees, down power lines. These can all cause uh, emergency situations here within the town. So it's critical that people are aware of storm conditions uh, and what impacts they may run into. And the Stormwater Utility actually offers an Oro Valley Monsoon Preparedness Guide. W what is it and where can we find it? So Mary, that is on the town's website. Uh, the town, uh, in conjunction with some of our other local partners here, have developed a monsoon preparedness guide. Uh, how to drive in a monsoon storm, how to drive in a dust storm, how to prepare an emergency kit, uh, how to create an evacuation plan. Again, the key here is just being prepared. We have area listeners that aren't necessarily in the town of Oro Valley limits, but they're in areas where they have dip crossings. And they don't have the kind of drainage and culverts and that sort of thing where they could drive over. So there potentially would be driving through dips. That's a great segue into the what we'll call the Arizona stupid motorist law. What is that and why do we need to make sure that our drivers locally don't behave that way? The Arizona Stupid Motorist Law. I, I really dislike the name of that, <laughs> um, but it's there for a reason. Uh, state statutes 
says any motorist who becomes stranded during a, a monsoon event driving around barricades are subject to the cost for tow services uh, as, as well as an additional liability cost of up to $2,000. So if you guys see road closure signs out there, please turn around, don't drown. It only takes about 12 inches of water over a roadway to carry a passenger vehicle. Uh, 24 inches of water over a roadway would carry away most pickup trucks and SUVs. So again, I caution you, please don't drive around those barricades. Turn around, don't drown. That is not a lot of water in the it's grand not. scheme of things. And it looks so, you know, oh, I have a I have a four by four. I can go through that water. But in fact, and I'm sure that Chief Carr of Golder Ranch Fire Department can tell us about a number of situations where they've had to rescue stranded drivers who are literally sitting in the middle of a wash. Now, I'm really proud of the infrastructure that our community has put in place. We do have some very large washes. You mentioned earlier Big Wash. It's called Big Wash for a reason. It's very, very big. Yes, it is. And um, But if there were a 100- or a 200-year or 500-year storm event, that thing could be full. It sure could. Uh, and as you mentioned previously, dip sections are problematic for vehicles. Uh, that's the lowest point on the roadway itself, allowing the road to drain. But that's where you're going to see the most water. Uh, those road close signs don't go up for no reason. It's imperative that our motorists pay attention to the, the weather conditions themselves as well as the roadway signs. You know, you mentioned this emergency preparedness, which is which we're talking about right now because of monsoon preparedness. But we we really advocate our residents to be prepared for any type of emergency. And that means that you interact across departments and across agencies in the region for any kind of emergency. Why don't you talk about that a little bit and how we use our Code Red system to make sure that our residents can be notified of these types of emergencies? Uh, Mario, I'm really glad you brought up Code Red. Uh, that is an emergency alert system here for the town of Oro Valley. Uh, we do encourage all of our citizens to sign up. You can find the links on our webpage. Just search for Code Red. Uh, what that will do for you is give you uh, an emergency alert through phone, text messaging, email, whatever the citizens or the users desire to be alerted to, uh, and we'll broadcast all situations here in the town of Oro Valley. In addition to that, though, Pima County has set up an alert system called MyAlerts, you can find that on pimacounty.gov. Just search My Alerts. That is more of a regional alert system here for the entire Pima County. Uh, we do encourage our citizens to sign up for both and just stay aware and stay prepared. We do have a great working relationship with Pima County. And so if ever there was that big of regional emergency, we can also use our Code Red system to notify our residents but I think it's important, and, and John, you mentioned signing up for it. We don't have the ability to get people's cell phones. And guess what? A lot of people don't have landlines anymore. Right. The towns used to be able to just get a download of landlines in a, in a particular geographical area. We can't do that anymore. Everybody has a cell phone. So we really encourage folks to go online, sign up for Code Red, that way you will get a text message if there's ever anything. You put your address in so we do know where you are, and then it will find you no matter where you are. Oh, that's spot on, Mary. 
Uh, and the town is striving really hard via social media, via the internet, via standard email, hard mail, but we just can't reach everybody. So we do encourage the citizens to sign up and serve yourselves. We help our residents be prepared if we have folks who are close to a wash, they're concerned, maybe we even have a handful of residents who are in a floodplain and who do have flood insurance. They want to protect their properties. Right. We have a sandbag program. What is it and why do we do it? Well, Mary, the stormwater utility here in Oro Valley does provide free sandbags, and we're doing that again this year. Uh, those sandbags are used to redirect flows away from people's homes and structures. Now, we're only offering up to 10 per vehicle, uh, but they will help in some minor flows and, again, redirecting them away from your structure to provide some sense of protection from a smaller storm event. Where can people take advantage of those 10 sandbags? Mary, those are available at Naranja Park at the Christmas tree lot, for those that, that may not know. That's off of Naranja Drive between La Cañada and First Avenue. Uh, again, as we mentioned, 10 bags are available per vehicle. It is a self-service station, so please bring a shovel, bring some gloves. You will be asked to fill up and bag your own sand. For those that, that may need uh, a little bit more assistance, you can reach out to us here at the town. We'll be able to coordinate that with you. If people need more than 10 sandbags or they want to learn about the risk to their home, whether or not they are at risk, are they in a floodplain, we provide some great information. Where can they go to get that? Yeah, Mary, that, that is accurate. We have developed a flood inquiry map here at the town that is a publicly facing web application where folks can kind of go peruse the, the known floodplains here in town and assess their potential for flooding on their property here. Um, but in addition to a lot of these web services that we're offering, the stormwater utility is standing by to answer your questions and help you out. Um, we know every situation comes with a potential solution and we're here to assist our customers. I don't know about you, I love the monsoon, and you grew up here in Arizona, I grew up here in Arizona. It is probably my most favorite time of year, and you know, my daughter's in Chicago, and she now is just all about sunshine because it's so cloudy all the time. Boy, the clouds I bet. I bet. clouds roll in around here, and I'm just like, yes, it might rain. And then the smell, the desert smell, that is my favorite. I want to bottle that smell. I want to bottle it, and I want to wear it as a perfume. It is just my absolute favorite smell. It's funny you mentioned that, Barry. Uh, I, I'm sure most people would probably point to the intense lightning that transpires during the monsoon season. But I'm with you, the, the smells, particularly the creosote, that wet creosote smell is one of my favorites. And I, if you're able to bottle that up, I'm buying. You let me know where that is. Uh, a couple other stories I've got, though. Growing up in Phoenix, um, we would sit out front in the yard and watch the haboobs roll across the desert landscape, followed quickly by some, some rain and, and some of the smells we've been talking about. But just watching that wall of dirt come closer and closer, um, it, it amazes me. And, and you can see some shapes like you would in a cloud, um, but it's just a veritable wall of dirt. Uh, but along with that comes concern. 
there is some true safety hazards with the monsoons themselves, but particularly the dust storms. Uh, so again, if you guys have any questions or want some guidance on how to navigate through a dust storm, please check our website out. Well, John, this was really interesting, and I'm sure our listeners learned something new today that they didn't know about monsoon preparedness, about where they can find out information on their floodplain status, a, a whole bunch of little things, not to mention your favorite things about the monsoon. So anyway, I just want to thank you so much for being on the This Is Oro Valley podcast today with me. It was a great pleasure to chat with you. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Mary. I, I appreciate you allowing us to spread our, our message about monsoon preparedness. And, and for the citizens out there, please, if you have any direct questions, please get a hold of us at the Stormwater Utility. We'd love to hear from you. Phone number where you can reach us at is 520-229-4850. Great. Well, thanks again, John. And thanks, everyone, for being a part of this podcast today. Stay tuned for future This Is Oro Valley podcasts on a lot of great topics about your town, the town of Oro Valley.